Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad that God has your days in His book? Isn't that something? You're living out of the book of the living God. Amen. What a promise. Hallelujah. Father, in Jesus' name, we love you. We honor you. We thank you for your great presence in our lives. We thank you that we have this opportunity, people of like faith, to worship you in spirit and truth. We thank you that we have an opportunity to be grown together, this part of the body, by your word, by your spirit, bringing an anointing on our lives that destroys off yokes that helps us to understand how much we need you, how much we need each other, how much that a lost and dying world needs the revelation of Jesus in and through the body of Christ. Thank you for that. Oh, you are the God of our days. Lord, let your very truth and reality come through each one of our days into this world. Oh, we ask you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Um, If you would, open up your Bibles to... um, uh, Philippians chapter 4, uh, I was praying and uh, the Spirit of God just laid a phrase on my heart. Uh, you and I, we need to be in the place and the position where we recognize that we're either going to praise the Lord in every situation of life or, or that situation is going to perish. So that's what I heard. Praise or perish. Praise or perish. And so... Uh, we got to recognize that um, our praise is the door of peace. When you and I, when we're able to praise the Lord above and beyond what we're feeling, what we're dealing with in, in situations and circumstances of life, that praise, it opens up that door of peace and it brings uh, just the Prince of Peace and a new reality and a new level into our lives. And I think we all desire that. Amen. We want that. And so that's what we're going to talk about. I, I, I don't really know where the, how we're going to do this. I just know that the Lord's given us some scriptures here. And so we're going to go uh, from these verses of scripture. So let's just uh, start in verse number 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. And we'll work our way down to, to verse 8. If you're there, say amen. Philippians 4, 4. Rejoice in the Lord sometimes. And again, I say... Oh, okay, all right. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. This is not a suggestion, right? It's a command. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Aren't you glad? Be careful for nothing. Be anxious not for one thing, but in everything by prayer and supplications with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, there it is, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts, shall guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, here, mark these eight things down, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good or of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise... There it is. Praise. Think on these things. Think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in in the Apostle Paul here, seen in me, do. And the God of peace shall be with you. He shall be among you. He shall be upon you. He shall be in you. Brother Donnie, would you pray? Yes. 
comes out of heaven into our lives, Lord. Let us shut down any outside interference, Lord. That's right. Let our hearts be open and our minds be clear, Lord, so we can step into the throne room, Father. Yes. And we thank you for yes. it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Thank you for being here tonight. Uh, it, it's, it's such an opportunity of what can happen when you and I come together, people of like faith, amen, yes. where uh, two or three are, the Lord is in the midst, you bring him, I bring him, but also because we're operating in and of by faith and through Jesus, all things are possible, so there's anything that's possible tonight, amen. Uh, God is a God that wants to uh, do exceedingly abundantly above all we can. That's our God. So uh, we need to be in the place where we just expect uh, God just to show up and show out because that's what he wants to do. But I, what, what's on my heart tonight, I, I believe what the mind of the Spirit is, is that in your life and my life, we need to recognize and realize the, the power uh, of, of you and I being in the position of praise. And it doesn't matter what is happening in our life. It doesn't matter how we feel because I don't know about you when I'm in a situation, in a circumstance, when I'm struggling and I'm trying to praise the Lord, the devil tries to make me feel like a hypocrite. He tries to say, you don't really mean that. You know, you're feeling this way, but you're saying something else. Well, that's what our God has taught us to do. Amen. We don't go by how we feel. We go by our faith in in the risen Savior, we, we go by the reality that you and I have uh, been born again because of, uh, of faith and not by feelings. And so I've I got to learn that in, in my life, I'm going to deal with the enemy. And the enemy wants to cause uh, me moment by moment to perish. That's his desire. Uh, Jesus said he come to steal, kill, and to destroy, to cause us to perish. And so your praise and my praise is that door that will keep us in the place of peace and in the place of peace is a place of not just uh, where we can function, but we can flourish. Right. Oh, come on. That's a place to shout. Uh, I don't want to dysfunction. I want to flourish in the things of God, don't you? And that's what he wants us to do. And so let's look at some things tonight and let's leave here just built up and encouraged in, in, in the word of God. And let it just have preeminence in our life. Because if we'll put it first, guess what? He's going to put us first. That, that's what he wants to do. That's his heart, heart's desire. So um, notice what he said there. He, he, he talks about a prayer in, in verse 6. And he, he, he says that you and I are going to be in a place and a position where we're going to have an opportunity in our life to be anxious. He said, be careful for nothing. But from the, uh, the Greek, it means to be anxious. Now, anxious in itself is not a sin, but when you and I get to the point where we're so anxious that it turns into anxiety, that's when we're getting into the, uh, the devil's territory where uh, he can bring more, uh, a heavier weight upon us, a heavier influence uh, to, to cause us to doubt, to cause us to, to be just in a place where we are starting to waver just a little bit. The devil wants to try to make you and I waver. Well, we're going to let the Word of God hold us strong. We know that we're founded upon Jesus. The rock's not going anywhere, but He's our source of strength. He's going to enable us to stand. So when I start to waver, I need to say, Lord, uh, I, I see some things, I feel some things, but I want to see through the eyes of the Spirit. I want to, I want to uh, be made strong by Your Word. And when I come to that place of, of prayer, prayer is, the, uh, is a form of praise. 
Because prayer means you're willing to talk to God when the devil's telling you, God ain't listening to you. When the devil's telling you, uh, he doesn't really care what you feel like or you wouldn't be going through this. Come on, anybody heard those things? That's what the devil does. And so when we go ahead and push through that, that's praise. That's saying, God, I trust you more than what I'm hearing, what I'm feeling, what I'm seeing, and all of these things. And so that, that praise then keeps the enemy, the one who wants to cause us to perish, it pushes him back. Yeah. And so the command was, don't be anxious about any one thing. So what, what's on my heart so much is the Lord has taken us into this new year. He's wanting to pour out upon his church a fresh anointing by the Spirit of God, a deeper level of anointing that will bring... Uh, power in and through our lives, but for that power to come, we've got to be pruned. We talked about it just a little bit this morning. We've got to we've we've got to uh, come to a higher level of sanctification because the more power that is flowing through your life, you've got to get bigger and stronger in Jesus. Amen. I mean, just think about it. If you and I went and got a a, a sixteen gauge war and we started running two hundred twenty volts through it, we're going to have a problem. So God wants to build you and I up. He wants to, to uh, he, He's going to grow us to the proportion of how much power He can put through us. Amen. And so I, I believe that in this pruning process, He's going to start bringing little things to our understanding that is robbing us uh, from the ability to let more of God be in us and more of God flow through us. And part of that is being anxious. Part of that is is having cares of this life that would magnify, that would multiply uh, themselves above what Jesus is to us and for us. Come on, He's our all in all. Amen? And so what He tells us here, He, he said in uh, verse number 8, He gave us eight things for you and I to set our mind on. And so here's the way the devil works in your life and my life. Um, you know, he, he's, he's a devil that divides. That, that's his harsh desire. He wants to keep us in a place of division. So he'll, he'll start with your spouse or your children or, or, or a neighbor or a, a co-worker or whatever. And, and he'll bring a scenario across your mind. You know, a conversation that you had. And as he brings that conversation across your mind, you know exactly what was said. You know how you felt during that conversation. But then all of a sudden, he starts muddying the waters. He starts clouding the situation. And as he does that, then you and I, we've got to step back and we've got to say, wait a minute, I've got Scripture that said that would keep me in the place where I could rejoice, would keep me in the place where I would be prayer-minded, would keep me in the place where I'd have the peace of God that would pass all understanding. I'm not in peace right now. So I need to step back and I need to say, Lord, what's the one who's trying to cause me to perish? What's he doing? Give me a, a, a revelation of that because then if you give me the revelation of it, Lord, I can start praising you. In other words, uh, when, when the devil tries to get us to look a different direction, uh, he, he tries to get us to see something else, God's got something in store for us. It's bigger, it's greater, uh, it, it's the plan and the provision of God that is right there for us, and, and, but the devil wants to steal it. So I, I've got to step back and I've got to apply this. So let's think about this just for a moment. Say like, um, uh, I don't know. Uh, say like your, your 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 wife asked you, man, how did you how did you like the bacon this morning? And you go, oh, it's it's pretty good, you know. Well, uh, it, 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 maybe 
you know, the, the way you said it or whatever, you didn't mean nothing by it because you're, you're sitting there drinking your coffee and you're thinking about what you've got to do during the day. And all of a sudden, then the devil starts working on, well, it, it was pretty good. You know, and so as, as, as the devil takes your words then, he starts influencing the way that she receives those words or the way that you receive those words, whatever it might be. And you've got to step back and you're going to, wait a minute, what's happening here? Because we, we were having a perfectly good morning and now all of a sudden there's tension in the room. All of a sudden there's division in the room. And, and this could be any situation. You just apply it to something in your life that you're familiar with right now. And, and you've got to step back and you've got to say, now wait a minute, what did the Bible say? The Bible said, whatsoever things are true. True. Now, so what was said was the truth according to an opinion. Okay, nothing wrong with that. But then, if, 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 if something that is said that is the truth and it's spoken to you, but then the enemy starts trying to put a twist on it, you've got to immediately say, now wait a minute, huh? My Bible tells me in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that love thinks no evil. And so this very simple statement is being twisted from something that was true to, to having an evil inflection upon it. And so I've got to put a stop to it right now because I'm losing my peace. Come on, I, I, I'm, there's, I'm, I'm, my heart's getting heavy. I, I need to come back to, to be the place in a position of praise because I'm going to keep my peace, amen? Because Jesus said, my peace, I'm going to leave it with you. I'm going to give it unto you. I'm gonna, I have something for you. And he said, in this world, you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. So you're going to have situations and circumstances, but you've got to say, now wait a minute, is this the truth? Because if it's not the truth, I'm not going to think on it. Amen. Come on, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast it down because I don't know about you, but my the battle uh, in my life is always right here. It's between these two ears. I'm always thinking about what the way somebody looked, the way they reacted, what they said when I said something or they said something to me. And if I'm not careful, I'll get in a place in a position where I'm not letting the Spirit of God bring discernment to me, but I'm judging it by according to what I'm feeling from the external. You and I, we never know the truth from the external. Because it's always changing. I mean, continually. But on the, the, the heart of a person, and that's what this is about, is getting back to the heart of the matter, because the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. The heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. In other words, it's the truth, it's the reality that you and I have got to live by. So he said, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest. Now when you and I start thinking that somebody meant something that they did not say, uh, then we need to step back and say, wait a minute, that's not honest. It may be true, but it's not honest. Come on, there's a whole different ball game here. And so we've got to evaluate everything that is said and everything is done, not by what we see and understand from the outside, but the truth and the reality of the Spirit of God living in you. Come on, say, I have the Holy Ghost. Jesus said that the Holy Ghost was the Spirit of truth. He said He would lead you and I and guide us into some truth. All truth. So we don't have to be deceived. We don't have to be discouraged. We've got to stay in the place of praise. So uh, just like when uh, something is said and it starts uh, trying to cause you and I to lose our peace, we need to step back and we're going to say, Lord, I'm going to praise you. Because right now the devil's trying to get my mind off of you. 
off the spirit of truth. And, and, and there's a reason why he's trying to do that. Because if he's doing that, then there's something that you're wanting me and this person to do. Because if you and I are divided, we can't do anything. But if we're together... Oh, come on. If we're together, then Jesus can be in the midst of us and He can manifest Himself like never before. And so, reason why we're, the Lord is preparing us for these things because there's going to, as we have an influx of, of influence in the community, as we have an influx of, uh, of reaching out to people, well, we're going to all have different levels of understanding, different desires in that. And, and I, I may not see something the way you do. You may not see something the way I do. But as long as we agree in Jesus, it's going to work. It can't go wrong. And so I have learned that most of the time in my own life when I don't understand something or I, I, I want to stop something in the natural, if I'll just go along with it, it all works out. Come on, because God's... For me, God's for you. If God be for us, we talked about this morning, who can be against us? Just let him have his way. There, uh, there's been times when people have tried to do certain things in my life, and, 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 and I missed it. I said, no, I, I, that's okay. thank you, but that's okay. And then later on, God was working something out, and if I'd let them done what they wanted to do, but now it's going to be just a little bit harder. So I've learned just to shut up and say, hey, do what you want to. Come on, I, you know, because why? Because we're thinking by the Spirit of God. We're, we're opening up the, the, the door of peace by praising God in this thing. God, I don't understand what they're doing or what they're saying, but I'm going to apply these verses of Scripture. I'm going to let them have the first and the final say, and if I do that, I'm going to walk on top. I'm not going to stumble. I'm going to step up continually. Amen? Now, notice what he said. He said, when you do these eight things uh, that... You would be in a place in a position of verse 9 that the God of peace should be with you. So in your life, in my life, we need to step back and we need to examine some things. And if there's any area in your life tonight that you don't have the peace of God that passeth all understanding, that Jesus, the Prince of Peace, is not in operation in, then it's real simple. You and I just need to come back to the Lord and we say, Lord, I, I may have missed it just a little bit here. I may have not understood completely. I, or I'm, to be all honest, I might have just rebelled against it. Whatever the case might be, I know I've had to do that. And I just say, Lord, forgive me, covered in the blood. Now show me how I can praise you in this. Come on. And, and when you and I are in the place where we're honest with God, God takes our mistakes, our shortcomings, even our sin, and He makes it for His glory. That's the kind of God we serve because we're willing to trust in Him and we're willing to lay down uh, in, in a humble attitude, in a humble heart, all of those things. And then we have the promise uh, of First Peter chapter 5 that when we humble ourselves, He exalts us. That's what I want, don't you? So I want to be in this place of, of, of rejoicing. I want to be in this place of peace. I want to be in this place of prayer. Uh, and the only way it'll happen is if I'm willing to let... Every one of my words, every one of my thoughts and my actions to be corrected by Him, and it's a praise. See, we don't understand it, but every breath that you take in Jesus praises God. It's a praise to the Lord because you're living here in your salvation. You're living out your salvation. You're trusting who God is and what He's done for you. Amen? So learn to let the Spirit of God quicken you if, 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 if a thought, if a word, if a situation doesn't have these eight things in it, then you and I, we need to immediately 
do 2 Corinthians 10, 5. We cast down. Start 2 Corinthians 10, 10, 3, 4, and 5. We need to cast down vain, empty imaginations. You have the power by the Holy Ghost to cast them down. The word means to demolish. So in Jesus' name, you take that thought and you demolish it by the word of God, by Jesus. And you say, no, love thinks no evil. Love covers a multitude of sins. Love never fails. It overcomes all things. I am a vessel of love. You are a vessel of love. And so you and I, we're in a place of praise when we're like that. And as we praise God, we have the promise, we will not, we will never perish in that situation. That's what I want, don't you? It's for you and I. We've got to believe it. Now, turn over to 1 Peter. Let's look at something real quick. Chapter 1, I believe it's 1 Peter. Let's see about... Your situation and my situation. First Peter chapter 1 verse number 6 says, Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. So, uh, you and I, we've got to learn how uh, to, to be at peace even when we're tempted. Because this manifold, it, it's, it, it's motley, it's... Uh, uh, diverse, uh, many manifold uh, in color, in shapes and sizes, in uh, uh, in uh, different levels of of strength and power. You're going to be tempted in many different ways, and as you and I are tempted in those things, we've got to learn to rejoice in them because we trust God. I trust Him, don't you? He'll never fail. He's never lied to you. Not one time. Because he said, now notice what, stay with me. Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season. It's just for a, that word season from the Greek, it means a puny amount of time. See, it seems like a long time. But in the eyes of God, you look it up. Don't take my word for it. You study it out yourself and it will build you up and it will encourage you. It's just a puny, just a small amount of time. You go through the temptation. If need be, you are in heaviness, you're in sadness through these manifold temptations that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth. See, if I can learn how to praise God when I'm tempted to think something other than those good things, those eight things that we were reading about in Philippians 4, 8, if I can see it's the devil trying to destroy me, trying to bring me to a place of perish, but if I will see that God, my Father, your Father, can use it to make our faith more pure. He can use it to prune you, to prune me, to purge us, to carry us on up. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than the gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise, mark it down, and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. That means everything that the devil's trying to do against you and I uh, this very day, every day of your life and my life, God can use it to bring Jesus glory. How can he do it? Because you're praising God. You're saying, God, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm dealing with. But I'm not going to turn to the one who perishes. I'm going to praise the one who has saved me. I'm going to praise the one who has a promise for me. I'm going to praise the one who has a plan for me. I'm going to praise the one who is providing for me all the things that I need. Amen? And all of a sudden, it cuts the legs out from under the devil. It causes him to lose his voice. Don't you want to take the voice away from the devil? I want to shut his mouth, don't you? Well, I can do that. You can do that. When we speak the Word of God above what we're feeling, because the Word of God is the faith, that it brings the reality that the devil has done been sentenced to burn from the inside out. Amen. Jesus said, I'm going to turn you from ashes.
from the inside out. We need to see him. We need Isaiah 12, Isaiah 14 needs to be on our heart. We need to walk past the pit in the spirit and see the devil in that pit. Come on, in God's eyes, it's done happened. But we got to live from that reality. Let's don't give him power. He hasn't got power over you. You've got power over him, right? In the name of Jesus. So we've got to live by that truth, by that reality. Now, let's, let's, let's see something. Uh, go with me to, uh, to Luke chapter 13. And let's let's see what Jesus he, Jesus is talking about a group of people who are being tempted to perish, but the the way that they can come out of that is they just they they can repent, and repentance is a form of praise. So we've got a choice: we we can repent when the Spirit of God brings correction in our life, brings truth to us, and that's a form of praise. And that praise is always going to deliver you and I from the one who wants to destroy us. Amen. All right, Luke chapter thirteen, verse number one. There were present at that season some who told him. Now, can you imagine the, the, the gall of some people telling Jesus something? Oh, wait a minute. I think I do that sometimes. You ever do that? <clears throat> there were present at that season some that told him, told Jesus of the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answering said unto them, Suppose ye that these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans, because they suffered such things? You know, that's what the world wants to do. They says, well, you're, the reason why you're going through things because you're a sinner. No, you're going through things because the devil hates you. He's trying to steal you of your faith, but you have the promise. Remember, you stand on what we read in First Peter, the trying of my faith. Is more precious than gold. Anything this world has to offer. Because God has dealt to me. Say, God's dealt to me. The measure of faith. Your faith is not going to fail. Jesus said, I'm praying for you. He told Peter. And so if he told Peter that he's telling you and I the same thing in Luke 22. He said, Luke 21. I prayed for you that your faith fail not. Woo! If Jesus is praying for me, and He is, if Jesus is praying for you, and He is, oh, He ever liveth to make intercession for the saints, right? Amen. Then your faith is not going to fail. Come on, you, you're not going to perish. You, 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 you got to believe it. So praise God. When it feels like that the waters is coming up over your head, when it feels like your faith is, it has went just as far as it can go, just stand still and praise God. And when you do that, all of a sudden... Uh, it, it, it get, all of heaven stands at attention. All the angels then are ready to be dispersed that you need for success. That's what Jesus did. Remember, Jesus is there, and He stands in that trial that we talked about, that temptation uh, this morning that we didn't get to uh, get that deep in. But when He was finished, it said that God released the angels, and they come and they minister to Him. Well, if Jesus needed it and He got it, what do you have need of? Come on, whatever you need, God is here for you and He freely gives you all things. We said this morning, Romans 8, 32, with Jesus. Let's expect it. Let's believe it. Amen? All right. Um, verse, uh, uh, verse 3. He said, I tell you nay, I tell you no, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. 
He said, Or of those eighteen upon whom the tower in Siloam fell and slew them, uh, think you that they were sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem? Verse 5, I tell you, nay, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. You know, we, we, we start putting levels on situations where we see, if we're not careful, where we see people go through, where we go through, we think, well, I deserve this. No, you and I, because Jesus took everything for us and carried on the cross, we are forgiven. Without our faith in that, then yes, we deserve all of those things. But now we, even though it's hard for us to wrap our mind about it, God says that we qualify for the blessings. God says that we are part of the redeemed. And so we need to walk in that reality and we need, we need to say, Lord, you show me every area that I'm looking at something and I'm gauging it and I'm judging it. I'm not thinking on the thing that's true, that's lovely, that it's good report, that has praise in it. Those things that we were talking about. If I'm not, uh, looking at that and, and read it in the, in the, the light of the spirit, the power of the word, then correct me. And when you and I are in that place, in that position, we're in the place of repentance. We're in the place where I'm going to see things the way God does. And that's a place of praise. And praise will keep you and I from perishing in every situation. You've got to see that. You've got to believe that. You've got to say, Lord, I know that you're changing my way of thinking. See, I don't know what your struggle is unless the Lord specifically reveals something. But when things happen, the devil tries to get me to get so negative. And, and and say, well, I should have expected that. This is the way it always is. Come on, there's nothing the way it always is. That's a lie. But, but the devil wants us to believe a lie. He wants us to accept it. And then he wants us to affirm it by speaking it out of our own mouth. Amen. He wants us to create uh, that wall that would separate us from God's best. So in Jesus' name, no, I'm not going to think on that. Yes, that may have happened last time. But in Jesus' name, that was last time. This is now. Now faith is. I'm in faith. You're in faith. Now this is the day of salvation. Amen. I'm standing right now. Today is the day the Lord is. This is my God's day. And He's gave it to me. Amen. I'm not going to give it to the devil. I'm going to stand strong. I'm going to think on the good things. I'm going to praise God rather than be in the place of giving over a moment to the one who wants to bring a perishing act, thought, uh, in and out of my life. Amen. We've got to stand strong in that. Now, what the devil is going to want to try to do so desperately is try to bring separation. And so you and I have got to be on guard so much. We've got to uh, tell the Lord when we're alone with Him. We praise Him and say, Lord, I thank You that You came that I might be one with You and the Father and the Spirit and I might be one with my brothers and sisters. And, and every time that, that the devil shows you something that would perish that oneness, Start praising God instead of it. Come on, I mean, by faith. By faith, just say, Lord, I thank you. Right now, this loved one that I'm praying for, this co-worker I'm praying for, this situation in the community uh, that, 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 that it seems hopeless, it seems impossible, I praise you that we're on the same page with Jesus. Come on, they don't have to be on the same page with me. Because they may not think like me. They may not understand like me. And I'm not trying to make a little me. I'm trying to make a Christian. I'm trying to make a Jesus lover, aren't you? And so, Lord, put us in you on the same page. Let me think what uh, you... See, can you imagine? Don and I were talking about on the way to church. And we were looking. Did you all see how beautiful that sky was? All the different colors as the sun was setting. 
And I was thinking, you know, as beautiful as those colors are, God loves them all the same. Because me and Donna, we were picking out, oh, I love this one. This is what I like. And, and, and the Spirit of God said to me, just as clear, He said, I love them all. See, if we could get our likes out of the way and we could walk in love like the Bible tells us. Come on, love brings us all together. And so what I want to encourage you so much that when something shows you uh, something negative where somebody's not on the page with where you think they are to be or where I think they are to be, don't let the devil convince you that it's going to always be that way. Because it's not. It's not. We've got a God that can... If He can bridge the gap of my sin and your sin, He can do anything that needs to be done. Amen? Quickly, go to Mark chapter... uh, one. And let's see something. Talking about this, this isolation and how God can do an amazing work. You know this story very well. We've preached on it many times. But look, starting in verse 39. Mark 1 and 39. And he, Jesus, preached in their synagogues throughout all of Galilee and he cast out devils. You and I, we, we've got to see that is, God brings more power in and through the church, that the devil is the one that divides. And we've got to see that the very... What's, God said there would be five signs that follow the believer. What's the first sign? Mark chapter 16. We, we've got to see that there's some things that the church has laid down that's not politically correct, that's not... Uh, uh, practice as it should be today, we need to come back and see that you've got authority over the devil. We need to cast out devils. That's, and speak with new tongues, all these things, but we need to get them in, in working order of, of preeminence. The devil's the problem. People's not the problem. Sometimes me and Donna, everything's going good. We're working together just just wonderful. It's like heaven on earth. And then all of a sudden, there'll be a shift in the atmosphere and there'll be something cold come in. And I tell you what, we couldn't agree on the grass being green. That's the devil. That, that, and so when that happens, you and I have got to step back and go, wait a minute. I'm not mad at you. You're not mad at me. We're one together, amen? And it's the same way with our brothers and sisters. It's the same way with those that we've been witnessing. The more you witness to somebody, the more you testify to somebody, the more the devil's going to try to divide you. In the name of Jesus, you keep speaking the Word of God over them. You keep loving them and holding together. And when something would try to change the way you're thinking about the situation, don't let it perish. No, praise God. Because something's fixing to happen, amen? You're getting so close. But anyway, so, so we've got to learn how to cast down those things. We've got to see that it's the devil. And in the name of Jesus, put him on the run. Don't let him hang around. If he hangs around, he's going to manifest more. And he's going to get stronger in his his because uh, uh, he's arrogant. And if he thinks that we don't know what we can do in the name of Jesus, then he's going to what? He's going to increase the attack. He's going to uh, increase his influence. All right. Verse... Uh, 40, and there came a leper to him, to Jesus, beseeching him and kneeling down to Jesus. Now, I want you to imagine 
This is an act of faith because uh, he could have been stoned. Uh, he was supposed to stay away and, and, and make the pronunciation that he was unclean and all of these things. But he comes to Jesus and he kneels down before him. That's an act of praise. It's an act of faith, but any time that you're in faith, you're in praise. And so here he is. He's in a place where he, has, he is destined to perish. But you and I, if we'll get in the place where we praise God, it doesn't matter what the situation in the natural says. What does God say in the spiritual? And God, His Word always has preeminence. His spiritual Word has preeminence over the natural uh, effects of things. We've got to believe that. We've got to see that. We've got to hold on to that reality. And so, can you imagine what's going over this man's mind? He's in a place where he's thought so many things. Because, uh, see, leprosy here in this Bible day and time and age, it was a type of what sin does to us. Sin kills us. Sin isolates us. It, it, it separates us. And, and we know that if we're separated from God, we're dead. We may be walking along, but we're dead. Amen? And, and so that's what all of this type is about. But the, what we need to see is that Jesus is willing to touch my sin, my shortcomings, my mistakes, those things that will eat away at me and destroy me. That, that's what leprosy done. It eats away at you slowly but surely. And so that goes all the way back, what the Holy Ghost is trying to get in her heart to what we read in Philippians 4, 8. If we're not thinking and applying uh, those eight things in our life, it's little things that eat away at us. I don't know about you. I, I've been at bed at night and just, and just roll situations over in my mind over and over and get madder and madder or get more discouraged or more hurt. You know, because I'm just sitting there and I'm not thinking on the good things. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. Well, that's in the place where it's not, it's not praising God. Because all of a sudden then I start talking out of those feelings rather than faith. That's not praise. So if it's not praise, then I'm going to perish. So I want you to see this man here. He's got all these thoughts going through his mind. But he's heard something about Jesus. He, he hasn't been close enough to, to, to hear uh, in the natural. So this is something that's going on in his heart. Amen. I want you to know that there's maybe people that are separated from you and they're a long ways away in the natural. But that doesn't mean God can't touch them where they're at in their heart. That's where it matters. God can reach their heart. Your prayers are making a difference. Your, your faith, your declarations, they're making a difference. Don't stop. Stay in the place of faith. Don't let anything move you away from that. And so this man, it, it gets him to the point that one day he says, this is it. This is my chance. I, I, I'm going to go and I'm going to touch this Jesus if He'll let me. I, I, I'm going to let Him touch me. I'm going to come and let there be a union. Come on, that's what we're looking for. That's what we're believing for. That there's going to be a union with the lost out there. And it's going to happen because you and I are not going to change what we think. We're not going to let the one who wants to bring perishing. We're going to be in the place where we keep praising God for somebody's salvation, somebody's healing, somebody's deliverance, somebody's victory. See, I've had to repent and say, that's just the way they are. They've always been like that and they're going to always... Lord, help me. That's a lie. That is not the truth. That's talking hell talk. We've got to talk heaven talk. Amen. We've got to talk by the power of the Spirit. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me whole. 
Verse 41, and Jesus moved with compassion. Aren't you glad that, that, that this word compassion, it means to, to yearn down deep in the middle uh, of oneself. So in the middle of, of who Jesus was, he's moved by everything this man is, every thought, every heard in his life, every comment like, Mama, look at him. And Jesus goes in the place of what that man felt from those words. And he brings the power of God to that hurt, to that place where the devil tried to bring perishing because this man was willing to kneel down and take a chance on Jesus. I want to tell people about Jesus that causes them to say, wait a minute, I'm going to come and I'm going to kneel down to him. I'm going to trust in him. I believe he's a God of love. I believe he's a God of action. I believe he's a God that will work in my life. Don't you? That's what we're going to do. And it's going to get stronger and stronger. So Jesus does this. And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him, and saith unto him, I will. We, we've got to tell people that God's willing. That, you know, there, there, there's so many that's, that, that believes, well, I know... God can, but I don't know if He will. And, and I know that, that He'll do it for somebody else, but I don't know if He'll do it for me. By the Spirit of God, He'll do it for you. Yes. You and I need to hear that. And we need to tell people that, that God is willing. He's willing. It doesn't matter what your situation, my situation is. It doesn't matter what we're believing for. God's willing. But we've got to get people in the place where they can be... Uh, see, you've got to be in the proximity of where God's working. You know, God, he, 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 the Spirit moves and He's working in certain situations and circumstances. He's, of course, He's everywhere at all times, don't take me wrong. But there's certain times and certain places that He's manifesting Himself. And we've got to get people there. That's what happened to this man. He's in, he's in the proper time. He's in the proper place. And He has the proper attitude. And He meets a king. Amen. He meets a savior. He meets a healer that will touch him. And so Jesus said, be thou clean. This is leprosy. But we've got to get people who are in the situation of any kind of sin, of any kind of addiction, that Jesus is saying, I can cleanse you of that. Not only am I willing, but I'll do it. Well, we've got to get them to this place. And see, your witness, your testimony, your everyday life, it may take years in certain situations to get people where they, they look at your life and they trust you, they trust the God in you enough to believe that it's real. Amen. But it's happening. It's happening. And so let's turn everything to praise. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, let's turn it to praise and let's, gut, let's let God do it. Amen? Amen? Think about the disciples. You know, you, 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 it's in, uh, in Matthew, it's in Mark, it's in Luke, but in Luke chapter 8, you can see where the, 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 the disciples are afraid they're going to perish in the storm. But they come to Jesus, just like they do in the other two gospels. So they come to Jesus and, 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 and they said, Lord, we're going to perish. But see, they come to him in their, uh, their very need, but that's an act of faith. And so an act of faith is an act of praise. And Jesus gets up and he rebukes that. Well, and, and I guess it's the Gospel of Mark, but in the Gospel of Mark then, uh, they're in awe of who 
Jesus is because He has power over the elements. That's praise. Well, if Jesus can control the elements uh, that's in this natural world, how much more can He meet situations and circumstances in the hearts and lives of those that you're believing for? Come on. Let's keep praising God for their salvation, their deliverance, and all of those things. Don't let the little petty things get you and I to, to judge them or to give up on them or divide, be, divide them from what God would do because we've got to hold strong. You're their anchor until they can receive the anchor, Jesus. Amen? May close with this thought. I read this earlier. I, I, I was, uh, there was, uh, this is a true story of a, a North Korean pastor he got born again, and God called him to be a pastor. And we know what North Korea is like. But this is several years ago, many years ago, actually, uh, when uh, right after the uh, Korean War. But he he, uh, he he had served Jesus, and he led many people to Jesus. And, and finally, the uh, North Koreans, they just got sick of him. And so they took and they they beat him. They, they, they deprived him of sleep. They deprived him of food and water. And they tried to break him. They tried to brainwash him and take him away from his faith. But uh, he, he kept praising God even in the midst of all of that. And so after a period of time, they thought they finally had him broke down. And so they brought him in a public setting. And they were so proud of themselves because they thought that in this public setting that they were going to get him to deny Jesus. And if they could get him to deny Jesus, all of those people that he had been used by the Lord to touch, then they're going to back up and wonder, right? So you and I can't ever back up on what we know God's done in our life. God's done a great work in your life. Amen. Amen. It's real. It's true. It's genuine. Doesn't matter what it looks like or feels like. It's times that we struggle, but it's real. So they brought him up there and, and, and they, they said, Now all you've got to do is say that everything about Jesus, that it was a lie. And said, We'll send you home to your family. That's all you've got to do. And they thought he was enough weakened uh, from everything that he had been through that he would do that. And so they, they, they got a soldier on each side of him that, that put him on this podium and, and let him lay across it because he's so weak. And then they step back and he, he said, he starts making this, this, this statement and it sounds like it's going just the way they want it to go. But then all of a sudden, as he concludes what he's saying, he says, I'm here to tell you that everything that I've said about Jesus Christ is real. It's genuine. And no matter what these communists try to convince you of or tell you of, I'm here to tell you that Jesus loves you and He will save your very spirit. He'll cause your soul to be renewed. He'll bring your body into the place where you can have what God says you can have. And when He said that last phrase, the gunshots ring out and He fell over dead. To the world, it looks like a defeat, but to him and you and I, we know the truth. He's in heaven rejoicing. He's living in a martyr's uh, situation. We know what the Bible says about martyrs. He gave his life for the one who gave his life for him. Amen. Amen. And so that strengthened the whole church. What am I saying? The trying of your faith tonight. Don't give up. I know some of you feel like that you that the, the devil has buffeted you so much that your eyes are almost beat shut. You feel like Rocky. Don't. Don't give up. Every time the devil buffets you, it just makes your faith stronger. It makes your testimony more clear, more concise. You hold on. If they're not going to perish, you're going to praise God, and your praise is going to bring them out. Amen? Amen? Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for this group of people. I thank you for the power of your word. 
I ask right now that every person leave here, that they be encouraged, that they be strengthened like never before, that that just the unction of the Spirit of God come up inside of each one of us and let us operate out of that unction, out of that, out of the giftings that you have gave us. Let every person just be emboldened to share their faith, emboldened to keep praying those prayers, and to know that that they can think those good things. They can think. Uh, in, in a new level, a new way. We're going to let this mind that was in Christ be in us. We're going to uh, be in the place where we see what your word is. We have the mind of Christ right now. It's going to operate in us and through us for your glory. Let it be, Lord, in Jesus' name.